0: Hey there. I'm your host Lisa Shield. Welcome to Dating Without Drama where I give you my unique take on everything related to men, love, dating and romantic relationships. Let's get started. Hello everybody. Good morning. Good morning. I- <laughs> I'm Lisa Shield, and this is Getting Inside the Right Male Mind. I am so excited for today's topic, honey, and I feel that this is one of the most important talks Mm -hmm. we've ever done. In fact, it's so important that I think we're going to break it into two or even three parts. Today, we're going to take a deep dive into some of the biggest myths and lies we are being fed when it comes to dating. All right. So last night we were lying on the hammock and planning this talk, and I was reading aloud to you some excerpts from the book *The Rules*, and we realized the book was written what in uh, like nineteen seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> 1817. Right. 1817. It was written in when, honey?
1: 1995.
0: Yeah, I think you're I think you're correct. Your memory is always better than mine. <laughs> so
1: well, it was about 25 years ago.
0: Yes, but the problem with this book is that it really sowed yeah. some seeds that have still to this day continue to permeate popular dating culture and so many like so-called feminine energy coaches are still weaving a lot of these lies and this mythology into their coaching. And I just wanted to share, if you really want to learn about feminine energy from a true goddess, then I do mean like a real goddess that walks the earth. We have a dear friend who is a Tantra teacher and I believe one of the first if not the first to you know really popularize it here in this country and dawn has been doing this for how long baby
1: i worked with her 22 years ago so probably about 25
0: yeah i think she said 25 or 28 years so go to dawncartwright.com if you want to learn about dawn she's amazing and we just cannot say enough wonderful things about her. I remember once babe when uh, it was my birthday, Benjamin plans the most spectacular birthdays for me and um we went to Dawn's for a session you Double and me. Session. Yeah, and she had she had sprinkled rose petals mm-hmm. while going up the stairs mm-hmm. to her place for for me. It was really magical. She just knows how to add that touch. I don't know, but she's amazing. So check her out. All right, so let's, you know, last night when we were lying on the hammock and we were talking about the book The Rules, we found ourselves gasping. <laughs> like in horror at so much of what we were reading and I don't know about you, but I got that kind of feeling in the pit of my stomach, you know, where you just your whole entire stomach clenches like somebody punched you in the gut or something.
1: Well, it was written by Two women, one who is an accountant, <laughs> and the other is a freelance journalist with no credentials for therapy or counseling or ne- relationships. Or, or neither yeah. one of them, in fact. As the rules came out in 1995.
0: No, the, as the rules for marriage came out. Oh,
1: as the rules for marriage came out. <laughs> you go ahead and say it.
0: Yeah. Well, what was funny was one of the authors got di- announced her divorce simultaneously with the publication of the new book called The Rules for Marriage. <laughs> so she said, "Yeah, you know, she didn't, couldn't even live by her own rules." So, you know, there's a lot of hypocrisy out there in the dating world. It's one of the reasons I wanted to do our talks, babe, is because there is so much hypocrisy out in the dating world. And
1: and manipulation.
0: Well, just people, teachers who don't walk their own talk. You know, people who write books about how to call in the one or call in your, your soulmate but then wind up getting divorced themselves. And we can make all kinds of excuses for that. Look, you know, we can say we're all human. I wouldn't sit here. I wouldn't be teaching this or thinking that I could coach people in this field if I wasn't living this. You know, I I know that until our dying day, we will be together. There There is not even a grain, a shred, a moment of, doubt in our minds that this is it this is we're 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 in it for the long run. <laughs> so anyway, we were horrified as we were reading this book and we knew it wasn't great, but <laughs> it was really horrifying to read it. So again, I'm just going to jump off into this and then Ask you some questions, baby. But the gra- you know the greatest problem is that a lot of this stuff is still being talked about. It's still stuff that many many dating coaches are saying. So let's let's get into this. One of the rules is don't talk to a man first. So what the authors say is we manage to rationalize this behavior by telling ourselves he's shy or I'm just being friendly. Are men really shy? And this is a quote from the book. We might as well tackle this question right now. Perhaps a therapist would say so, but we believe that most men are not shy, just not really, really interested If they don't approach you, it's hard to accept that. We know it's also hard waiting for the right one. The one who talks to you first calls and basically does most of the work in the beginning of the relationship because he must have you. (laughs) Well,
1: most men are not only shy but they're afraid of getting rejected and that's a big thing you walk up to a woman and and you make an approach and they could be shut down and it's painful it's really it's really awful and so men some men just don't do it and they wait for cues for women like if a woman is looking at them or a woman comes up and says a small comment but A lot of men just would cherish the fact that a woman would approach them because it takes off the table, the rejection. And men are flattered when women like them, when it appears that a woman is approaching them and because they like them and want to get to know them. That is wonderful for a man.
0: Yeah. And just because you approach a man or you say, you know you you break the ice in some way right by hey can you help me get that down off the shelf at the supermarket or um gosh i've got too many can you help me put these bags in the car i don't know but that little moment that they create that that opening right is just so welcome and the guys that wouldn't welcome an opening like that like tell me about those guys
1: well, first, I'll tell you about the first guys, which, you know, when you ask a man to reach for something on a higher shelf or carry some groceries, men want to be heroes. Complete strangers in the best and kindest way want to be heroes. And they just would love doing things whether are deeply appreciated. And also if a woman approaches a man, uh, particularly with a compliment, my God, that sends them <laughs> off to the moon. Uh-huh. But the men that reject, you know, helping a woman or um, if a woman comes up.
0: Or reject a woman who breaks the ice or, you know, they're saying, don't talk to a man first. And they say, yeah, they say, here's, here, can I read this? We read this last night. So this story made Benjamin and me cringe. This is a quote from the book. Our dentist friend, Pam, initiated a friendship with Robert when they met in dental school several years ago by asking him out to lunch. <gasps> she spoke to him first. Although they later became lovers and even lived together, he never seemed really in love with her. <laughs> and her security about insecurity about the relationship never went away. Why would it? She spoke to him first. <laughs> he recently broke up with her over something trivial. The truth is he never loved her. Had Pam followed the rules, she never would have spoken to Robert or initiated anything in the first place. Had she followed the rules, she might have met someone else who truly wanted her. She would not have wasted time. Rules, girls, don't waste time.
1: Oh, Leith and I were at a function and... Uh, Lisa was talking to a gentleman and and she said that uh, you know that Lisa and I met online, you know nineteen years ago. And then someone a man spoke up and said, "Yeah, I met my wife online. you know and and she reached out to me. and what what happened then?
0: And there was another guy listening. He was listening and overheard our conversation, and he chimed in and he said, "Yeah." I met my wife online and she contacted me first. So here were two guys who both had met their wives online and both of the, those women had initiated and they were bragging about it. And not only that, these guys exuded, there was a feeling of pride about their wives. Right? Yeah. Right. It didn't emasculate them. And this is such bullshit. You know, men are people, they're human, they're human. And the fact that my husband would say these things aloud, this doesn't make him less of a man to me, less masculine. He's so much more masculine because he's willing, that's real vulnerability. That's real male honesty and vulnerability. You know, he knows that Admitting to this would make some women possibly see him as not being masculine, you know, for admitting, hey, I'm a guy and I do feel shy sometimes and I am, you know, vulnerable to rejection. As if a beautiful woman rejects me that I'm attracted to, but that's real male vulnerability right there.
1: And I think it would make most women feel relieved because they could reach out. If they see an attractive man, a great profile, having all their, what we call the final fives, those must-haves, uh, a lot of things on their wish list. And that they could reach out and and make a contact and not just sit back and wait to be picked and hopefully that this guy will find her out of that whole list of hundreds or thousands of people listed on match or other sites yeah. and just sit there and in a chair and just wait to be picked and wait to be picked and wait to be picked. It sounds horrible. horrible. You know, the other side of that is for a woman to to look at a, a profile, at a photo, a profile, really feel that there's potential there. and reach out and say, you know, hi, you know, I, I saw your photo. I read your profile. Um, it'd be lovely if we had a chance to speak and, um, you know, do it by text and graduate to phone calls, graduate to Zoom and graduate to in-meeting uh, date.
0: Yeah. 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 You know, as you're talking, something that I'm realizing is that how superficial, I'm going to digress off the subject that we're talking about for a moment, but how superficial I know or naive my view of men was, right? Like growing up, all I had were all of these myths about who men are. They're, you know, they they act a certain way, they're macho, they're in control, they're assertive, you know, and these were all labels. They were all just uh cliches about men they had nothing to do with the real hearts and souls and minds and dreams and fears that real men have Mm -hmm. you know and that there's just our our understanding of who a man is you know for women it's just so superficial knowing you being in this relationship with you exploring being able to you know, feel so comfortable, right? We feel so comfortable and we can explore our masculinity and our femininity in such a real, honest, true way that's so outside of all the conventions, babe. Mm -hmm. We're so fortunate. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I I think the rules to follow are the rules of the human heart. (laughs) And the rules that are on the cover of cosmopolitan or in, or in books like the rules and yeah. all those similar books men love bitches and things like that it's it's very cerebral
0: and, superf- yeah, it's and superficial
1: and superficial it's people sitting down at a word processor and thinking that they can sell a magazine article or a book and it sells a lot i mean the rules what we're talking about in particular this book sold
0: millions 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 worldwide.
1: Yeah. And the damage that it has done. Yeah. The terrible, terrible damage. In promising that this will, you know, get a ring on, on a woman's hand, I think probably it has harmed more potential relationships than I could imagine.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I I agree. Um and one of the big issues is that they show you how to get a relationship or to get, you know, to kind of capture a man's attention. And some, you know, some of this stuff really does work, but the problem is that they don't, they also don't show you how to keep it. Right. And then they wrote a follow-up book of more games to try to then play more games to keep a part, you know, a partner's attention. But the kind of love that people are longing for, like you said, you know, it's rules of the heart. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think the rules are really for both men and women is what behavior can we do to be that, that's attractive. Mm-hmm. That so many of these rules are about ultimately trapping a man. And
0: well, they're strategic.
1: They're, they're strategic. And they're not about attracting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're, they're manipulative.
0: They're about trapping.
1: And if a man realizes that after he's in a relationship, um, there's resentment.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something to really think about is if all you're doing is focusing on getting a certain result, you're missing the whole point of this because I'm not trying to get him to like me. I'm opening up my heart and sharing myself with this man and we're exploring what we're able to, you know, how I can't even this blending of spirits of souls where we then get to, you know, dance together, move through life together in this magical way. But there's no strategy here. You know, it was two people sitting across from each other and just opening their hearts. That's what our first date was.
1: Yeah. And if a woman follows some of the rules in the book, The Rules, or in some of these other books, rules, I'm just picking one randomly, like um, you should never go out with a man if he asks you yes. out for the weekend. Yes. And if it's on Wednesday. A Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And a man often extrapolates what the relationship is going to be like five, 10, 20, 35 years from now. And if a woman is saying, now I, you know, it's it's you know, you're asking me out too late and things like that. He's going to extrapolate that what a relationship would be with that woman, yeah. you know, rather than a woman saying, "Wow, you know, I may even have plans, but I'm going to see if I can break them," or, or you know, <laughs> I I I just love your spontaneity. Yeah. You know? And
0: and maybe he is just genuinely, he's not like some slug and he just doesn't get get us, but maybe he's a guy full of adventure and just, you know, just, oh, I'm going to be romantic and in the moment and see if she'll, you know, have a spontaneous dinner with me instead of some freaking rule that's like going to squash all that. Mm -hmm. I mean... I want to share a story. This is the truth. My grandmother was so enamored of my my grandfather when they were in like high school or whatever. And she just was dreaming, you know, she had a crush on him and he was really handsome. He looked like Gregory Peck. And finally, one day, my grandfather called her to ask her out on a date. And it was on a Wednesday (laughs) and she said she was busy even though she wasn't. And she put down the phone and cried and cried and cried. Mm. Isn't that horrible thinking that he had to chase her or that it wasn't socially acceptable? Because it wasn't back then. And um, she cried and cried and agonized over whether she'd hear from him again. And, you know, yes, he called and whatever. But, you know, the weirdest thing is, and I don't think we're as in tune to this as we really should be, but a single choice Mm -hmm. can determine an outcome. And you don't know when you do something like that. He may never have called her again.
1: Right. And particularly with the Internet, And the dating sites, what was perhaps possible 25 years ago. If a woman doesn't show interest and excitement, Mm -hmm. then the guy just has another, you know, 9,999 possibilities, you know, that day. And he's not going to waste his time with a woman who doesn't seem that interested in him.
0: Well, especially when he's got an internet full of other women to just go on to the next one and the next one. And maybe one of those will spark. And I will bust another myth here uh, that I think is so important, not from the rules, but a rule is, you know, this idea that if a man is really interested in me, he's going to chase me. And after our first date, he should be calling me and texting me every morning and whatever. That's insane, (laughs) You know, you're until you really get to know somebody and the the naivete of anybody to think because you had one good date, that that guy is full of you and going to pursue you and whatever. I mean, that is a freaking romantic fantasy. There's so many flashed shiny pennies out there in the dating world. And if you're going to capture a guy, it's going to take more than one date and an expectation that he's supposed to mess, you know, pursue you relentlessly after that.
1: And during that time that you're waiting to be pursued, other women will be contacting him. Yes. And he will be lighting up saying, "Wow, this woman is really interesting. The woman I had a date with, I haven't heard from her, you know. <laughs> <laughs> not even a thank you. You know, not even that was a nice evening, you yeah. know, and and these other women are just excited about my profile, excited about going out, you know, meeting me and and it, when we go out, you know, they they are effusive with yeah. their appreciation and compliments.
0: Yep. Yeah. I think it's just crazy and it's naive. You really need to rethink this. Like we give our power away when we do that. Here's the, the, the truth about all of this. You have to learn how to capture and keep a man's attention. And you need to know how to get to get in your own heart and open up a man's heart because that's what's going to keep that man coming back. And that you're you're gonna ha- you know you do have to do some work at your end and do a lot of things right, but not these stupid games and strategies. You want a guy like this, you have to do your work you've got to do your work on yourself so that you can be a true partner to a man like this. Benjamin wouldn't, and you know, I'm not, for one of a better phrase, tooting my own horn here. I mean, I'm not dumb. I wanted to capture the heart and the mind and the soul of of the highest caliber, highest quality man I could find. And I had to become a woman who was worthy of a partner like this. This didn't just happen. This isn't a Disney fairy tale. There was a lot of work involved it, that each of us did. Right, babe?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And relationships, a lot of therapists will say relationships are to work out all the kinks and of our history and, and our personalities. And it's it's just this grist for the mill where two people are just working out their problems. Well, to have a happy relationship, they work out a lot of their problems before they meet. Mm-hmm. And when problems come up, is handled so much more eloquently than lovingly than if they hadn't worked out these problems beforehand. So you and I did both of our work when mm-hmm. we met. You know, I remember, and some of you have heard this before, that I asked Lisa what she was looking for. And she said, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, I've done a lot of work on myself and a lot of, a lot of work. And now I'm really looking to meet a man and just have fun. And I secretly put my hands together and said, thank you, God, because that's what a guy wants. He doesn't want to be processing. No,
0: Yeah. yeah. no. And, and you really need to hear that. I think women really need to get this. Men do not want to be processing. Quality men, they don't want to go to therapy, not because they won't or they can't. I mean, Benjamin, if I wanted him to go to therapy with me would go in a nanosecond if he knew I really needed that or wanted him to. But the truth is a man does not, men don't really process. It's not in their nature. Like, and if you ask a real man a question, he's going to give you his one truth. He's not going to sit there and go, well, it could be this or it could, you know, or maybe that or I don't know. But what about this? You know, it is in the nature of a man to have sorted out what his values and principles are and where he stands on things and so women sit around and hypothesize and speculate, you know, and wonder. And that's what we do. That's how our brains work. We explore. But men, what they want to do with us is have fun. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And rules that extend into relationships are roadblocks to fun because they, you know, yes. they, they block spontaneity and they're not honest. They're not honest because they're manipulative. They're they're strategizing. They have a particular goal in mind. They're,
0: they're all up here. Yeah. Yeah. They're not here. Yeah. And this is where the fun is, right, baby? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love what you said that rules are roadblocks to fun. Mm-hmm. We don't have rules in our relationship. We we both are I mean you're way more responsible than I am honey I'll just I'll give I'll give you that you know and I'm still aspiring to show up fully in in some ways but having said that we don't have any rules yeah we don't have rules. We're just, you know, we both show up in this relationship and take a hundred percent responsibility for our part. And so we don't have to have rules because we're both just showing up. So there's, we just have fun. <laughs> we really do. I mean, I don't know if there's a way to express to people that for 19 years, this has been us. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's, it's not a rule. It's, It's a lighthouse that we sail towards, of being guardians of each other's souls. And any rules just interfere with that. It's not just interferes, but it's it's antithetical. Yeah, Uh,
0: I, I think it's important for people to know too that we have a deep understanding of where each other's boundaries are. But those aren't rules; they're boundaries. And I respect and know what Benjamin's boundaries are. And so, I just give him that space that he needs, but those aren't rules. it's It's love, it's respect, it's boundaries, it's um sensitivity. yeah,
1: what are some of the rules there?
0: Well, oh, this is one I love. Don't call him and rarely oh, return oh, his God. calls. So this could even be don't text him and rarely return his text. So baby you you take that one. Away. Oh
1: man, you know, particularly with texting, you know, people are expecting an immediate answer. Can
0: I can I just yeah. say something right here first? So this is what they say. This is a quote from the book. To call men is to pursue them, which is totally against the rules. They will immediately know that you like them and possibly lose interest. Invariably, when you call him, he will get off the phone first or quickly, and you might misinterpret his busyness as disinterest. You may even think that he is with another woman. Not calling will leave him desiring you more, make him want to see you again and call you again. It prevents him from getting to know all about you, much too quickly and getting bored. <laughs> oh my Lord. <laughs>
1: you know, if I texted someone, if I were dating and texted someone and they didn't text back, I would feel I was ghosted, you know, and and I would either politely close the loop and end, you know, the communication or just move on seeing that, well, it's not even worth a, a closure and just move on to one of the other 25 women in my inbox that day.
0: Yeah. 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 And what about these ideas like that not calling him will leave him desiring you more, make him want to see you again and call you again. And it prevents him from getting bored because he won't get to know you too quickly.
1: First, it doesn't even make sense. But you know men would love a call and we're not talking about anxious daters that are going to flood a man with texts or mature adults you know, mature adults <laughs> <laughs> that hey you know I was thinking about you and I know that you love this group you know they they're going to be playing 6 weeks from now and or next week I was just wondering if you'd like to go I'll 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 get the tickets man would be thrilled <laughs> first that she's thinking about him Second, that that she really understands what he likes and wants to make him happy, and third, that she's willing to make initiative, yeah, and and plan things, and so it's not all on his shoulders,
0: right? And a, and a real man wouldn't what you're saying wouldn't be emasculated by that. He may say, "Here, I want to reimburse you for the tickets. Thank you so much for getting them, but I've you know I I would love yeah. to cover this. I mean." a real man can take care of himself, you know, just because you pay for something, you buy something or whatever. What, What so many people don't realize, and I just wrote this down, it's a topic I'd like to explore more, but just probably one of the most agonizing things about dating, we all feel many of us um, feel very mature and secure in so much of the rest of our lives. You know, we're in control, we're successful in our careers, we have great friendships. What we hate about dating, maybe most of all, is not just that, you know, it brings up abandonment and intimacy issues, that's part of it, but it brings up all of our insecurities about ourselves. And that's the hardest part about this. Having really deep intimacy with someone where you're completely open with each other, it can bring up all your insecurities and you've got to be mature enough to be able to navigate all of that with emotional intelligence, right? And so most people can't. We get hurt, we beat ourselves up and so all these rules and games they're just strategies to try to get you know attention mm-hmm. but this kind of love comes from genuinely having the maturity and the self-confidence to lay yourself bare mm-hmm. with another human being
1: rules to me metaphorically seem like a closed fist mm-hmm. and living life from your your core values is spontaneity, a sense of humor, all that you are seems to be an open hand. Mm-hmm. And so a closed fist not only prevents things from coming out but it it prevents us from letting things in. So as an open hand, we can be more fluent with our emotions, our our spontaneity, our emotional nakedness and also allow that to come in. If we're having rules, it's going to shut the other person down. Yeah. You know, uh, Often people complain that, well, men are just so closed down, but we have to look at what the other person on the other side of that is doing. And if they're closed down, if they're just following rules, well, a man isn't going to be emotionally available. Right. You know, it's just emotionally naked. They're going to see that there are rules. They, if, if they want to be with this woman, they have to follow these rules that they can't show too much emotion.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, if
1: if a woman is told that they really shouldn't be showing emotion towards a man, he's not. You know, book the rules. They're saying, well, if you're emotionally cold, then a man is going to pursue you. If you're emotionally cold, the man is either going to be emotionally cold or just wither away.
0: Yeah. Wow. As you're talking, I'm just so present to how rules, not just the rules, but rules get in the way. Those lists of you know i'm this he has to have this and he has to have that all of that just gets in the way i mean i understand there have to be a certain number of matching criteria right but beyond that it gets in the way of this of love because and it puts you in your head it causes you to be a here on the physical plane looking for evidence and facts and whatever And it completely takes you out of your heart. And it literally circumvents, having rules circumvents the ability for two people to sit across from each other and really fall in love. Yeah.
1: If I had a wish, it would be to dump the rules and share our core values. The rules are going to get in the way of knowing someone, Mm -hmm. of really knowing someone. And sharing our core values brings someone closer in. Not only do they get to know us, but we open the door for them to share their core values. And that's how we really know each other. We don't know each other by mm. a man calling and then not returning their call or being unavailable for a date. And the man knows that suddenly he realizes he may have screwed up. Oh my gosh, it's Wednesday. I Someone just gave me these tickets to the next game. I, I really would love to go. And she turns it down and he just feels he's screwed up. And if a man feels he's screwed up, he feels shame. Mm. And shame is the worst thing, the worst thing a man could feel. And so when a woman doesn't return calls, when she does these things that make him feel less than, he feels shame and no man wants to be in a relationship where he's feeling shame and where he may be eventually saying, I'm sorry more than saying, I love you.
0: Wow. You know, I came into this just into this conversation thinking we were going to talk about rules and just kind of bust rules. But it's gone into the this other evolution, this other exploration of just how painful and how these rules are and how much damage they cause. And to both parties, to both parties. To both parties, and it's painful as I'm listening to, you know, I love you so much. <laughs> so your pain is my pain. And I listen to you talk sometimes, as you did just there. And I'm listening to you, and you're speaking not just words or you're not just exploring an idea. You're you experience this. Mm-hmm. You're speaking from your own pain as a man, having experienced that, mm-hmm. having gone through it. And it hurts. It really hurts. And to think that people would play games, you know, and it's so in the, you know, I talk to so many women and they'll say to me, well, I don't play games. You know, I don't play games, I don't like games. And I know many people believe that, but this stuff is stuff is so deeply ingrained in what we're taught and the subtle manipulations that yeah. we do, you know, and the damage it causes in relationships. There's a lot of manipulation, and that's what rules are, they're manipulation.
1: And if a man on a Wednesday asks a woman out for a Saturday and she says, I'm busy without explanation, just saying, because if she were really busy, she'd be saying, oh, I've got this family event I can't get out of. You know, I'd love to, you know, I would have loved to have gone. But if someone just says, I'm busy, that's a shutdown. And the difference between how a man feels with a shutdown or a woman saying, you got tickets to the Knicks? Oh my God, you're my hero. Oh, I I would love to go. Or man, I would love to go, but I have this commitment and I'm so sorry, but you are fantastic to have thought of me. And please let's let's take a rain check on this.
0: I, I'm always stunned when I hear examples like that because it always strikes me that one direction will kill a you know, will kill a potential relationship, has the potential to kill it, right? And this other response is an invitation and the possibility of love with someone. I mean. Yeah.
1: And when when the rules infiltrate a relationship, and let's say people are living together and they've invested a house together, whatever it might be, that a man may not leave, but he may just become distant, dissociated, separate, and stonewalling, and all those things that create coldness and distance in a relationship.
0: Yeah. I want to talk about, you know, Benjamin and I... Something that just occurred to me, I think that I really want to emphasize is we are two different people. And Benjamin, one of his core values is organization, which is not one of my <laughs> matching core values. He is the most organized person I know. And I'm not organized, but we coexist in the space together. We make a choice that we both are different and we honor that Benjamin doesn't ever get upset with me for my, I know, I I mean, I'm sure it disturbs him sometimes just because organization is equivalent to a peaceful, clean environment and it brings his mind peace. But, he never says a word to me about, you know, my office being disorganized or whatever. He gives me the complete freedom. I do try in our common space to keep that clean as much as I can. You know, I do. I stop frequently in the kitchen and in, you know, in any common areas. But you also respect my space and my ability to be disorganized, people are seeing the nice organized part of my, my office right now. They're not looking in this direction at my desk but i say that because not it's off topic but i'm say i'm sharing that because i think it's important as people listen to our conversation that they understand that we create space for each other to you know so that we can have peace in our relationship and these are choices that we make and there are things that that could bother us but we create room for it so i think people need to know that while there's stuff that's different that we have to make room for. We choose to make room for those things where they could be contentious in other relationships for other people. So back to rules, one of the things that I that came up as you were talking is that one of the saddest things about rules and relationships is that, well, I think women probably tend to make up more rules. Is that true, honey? Yeah. Can you can you speak to that? I think that's really important.
1: Well, men don't have a lot of rules. Men will reach out for a woman and see what the response is. And just bluntly, if there's no response, they move on. <laughs> yeah. uh, and a man wants to have fun. He wants to be relational. He wants to have a partner. Uh, and ultimately, both people are, are looking for the guardians of their souls. And so if he reaches out... And a woman responds with some humor, as you did with mine. It's playful and it's engaging. It is engaging. And it portends what a relationship will be like, you know, a year, 20 years from now. And uh, and it has. And ours is 19.
0: But you guys don't have rules.
1: We don't have rules. I, I can't think of any rules. I think one rule maybe because of the internet if a, if we reach out to a woman and she doesn't reach back you know, within a few days, um, she's not interested and you know, and and to move on because it, it's just going to be a waste of time. A guy doesn't want to keep sending the same woman texts without getting a response or without getting some playful interaction. You know, or they just move on because there are plenty of women in the day of the internet and all these dating sites. Who will say, "Oh, I loved your your text," and, and you know, and and just playful responses, and and uh, I can't wait to hear from you, and you know, and people also in this day of, of the internet expect immediate responses mm-hmm. or very quick. And if they don't get a, an immediate response, something is wrong, and they feel, "Oh, she's not interested. She's dating other people. I'm not handsome enough. Mm-hmm. All those things. She didn't like my photo. She didn't like the job that I." Listed right. on my profile.
0: But the basic rule is if she doesn't respond, she's not interested, move on. And that's it. And it's not, okay, she responded in three days. So now I have to wait three days to respond to her. And, no, okay. <laughs> it's not like rules upon rules upon rules, right? Okay. and And the other thing that came up is, as you were talking is, you know, it feels very sad to me That in some ways, we're, you know, men in particular, I think women don't give men enough credit for how simple they are. (laughs) And so we create stories that men have roles that they don't, right? But for men, I think they are so, they're confounded by us because they feel like they know that there's something they're supposed to be doing you know, to make us happy, but they can't even figure it out because there's so many rules. And they feel like they're just jumping through one hoop after another hoop after another hoop.
1: Along with men being fairly simple creatures and coexisting with that is a lot of complexity, but men are extremely sensitive, Mm -hmm. sensitive creatures. And a lot of the behavior, even bad behavior, is to cover up the sensitivity. So when a man reaches out and either gets a curt response or no response, or it's going to be three or four or five days, Um, he's hurt. And men don't really talk about being hurt, you know, or being overly sensitive. They'll joke about it or they'll turn it on, you know, women in general saying, oh, you know, it's, but it's because of their sensitivity. And I'm not sure which sex is actually more sensitive maybe they're equally sensitive but just in different ways but men are highly highly sensitive and women in the dating world need to treat men as sensitive creatures
0: oh my god i i so wish i had known this when i was dating you know because all i wanted if i'm really was just to connect with the heart of a man and all i was given were superficialities, games, rules, cliches, for how to do that. Mm. Nobody taught me how to get emotionally naked. Nobody taught me about guardians of our souls. You know, no one taught me about compassion. Nobody taught me how to be receptive to a man and why that would even be so important. I mean, I look back and I think about, without even realizing it how sweet our relate you know, the evolution of our relationship was we're we're two very sweet souls. and we're sweet with each other and how loving and beautiful the evolution of our relationship was, and how there were no games. Mm. Yeah. It was really truly founded on emotional nakedness. Mm from the start. And I think about how receptive I was to, you know, you made gestures. And genuinely, I still am. I mean, I can say this safely now, looking back from where I am, I was so excited about everything you did for me. You know, and as I'm listening to you, I can see where, how good that made you feel and makes you feel, right? I mean, you feel so good all the time we go out and I'm so excited, but I genuinely am. Like when you arranged the sushi dinner the other night, oh my God, that was such a wonderful night, you know, that you, and I had mentioned that I wanted to do it and you came home and you booked it and you sent me the date, you made a date for us. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it was the sweetest thing in the world. Yeah, our time is, you know, coming to a close. But uh, I just wanted to share that, yeah, you got to let go of the games and the rules and trying to strategize to get here because the way to get here is by opening your heart and getting emotionally naked and really allowing yourself to see and be seen right. by another person.
1: That to be seen and to see and be seen. And with rules... It's hard for a man to get to know a woman, but it's equally as hard for a woman to, to get to know a man. So if a woman is fluent with her communication, she can spot a player much more quickly or an anxious dater or an avoidant dater much more quickly than just not responding to text and not communicating or you know having hard and fast rules. So that fluidity... That ease of communication, one can spot the good guys and one can spot the ones that aren't worth your so time.
0: True. It's it, it just becomes clearer and clearer. The less you play games, the more clear that becomes because you're not caught up in the games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Fascinating for me. Thank you, honey. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for being here and for doing this. You know, it means the world to me. My that you'll do this for me and, and share yourself with other people. Cause I know that this doesn't come natural, you know, I mean, it does when we're in the flow and in the moment, but I know that this is, yeah. Thank you. All right. I'm Lisa Shield, and this is my dear, dear husband, Benjamin Shield. Please give us a thumbs up, a heart. Let us know that you enjoyed this. It means the world to us to know that we're striking a chord. So please support us. Tell your friends. Come back and have a beautiful, magical day. Bye-bye.